get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 135 of the What Up Though podcast. Mm-hmm. This Thursday is NBA Draft Thursday. Indeed it is. Which was also the start of, I don't know if it was actually the start, but... Um, start of the Lonzo Ball era. Well, that too. But the actual the LeVar Ball era, the LeVar I say. Ball era, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, it's funny, I was thinking earlier, like, I couldn't remember which one was the son, the naming-wise. Like, yeah, me too. So, Le, wait. Lamar is the dad. Lavar. Lavar is the dad. Yeah. Oh, Lonzo is the is the, the player. Right. I, I would say Lonzo is the slave. It's <laughs> the master. Right. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say uh, that, and then um, uh, NFL signings. Okay. That started today. Um, so, a couple of sports things to touch on. Pause. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so we've uh, been watching most of the draft. Um, and I don't feel bad that I didn't know any of these players other than Alonzo uh, Ball because Mike didn't either. Yeah, so. I don't know him either. <laughs> I had no idea. And, I, and I, I can't say that any other years I've been really, uh, like, in recently, I should say. It's on the Lakers lineup right now. Lonzo Ball, Ingram, Lopez, Randall, and Cap Space. And Cap Space. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. The last person is just fucking Cap Space. So, wait. So, uh, I'm gonna say the dude named Iggy, but it ain't Iggy. Uh, the dude who was dating Iggy Azalea, oh, he's uh, gone. Nick Nick Young, Nick Young, he's gone. I think so. I seen something about him earlier, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't read into it because I really didn't care. But I think he's gone too. So wow, I think a lot of teams are rebuilding. Uh, we saw some stuff on here today about uh, the Bulls, and they they've traded Jimmy Butler for. Players that aren't Jimmy Butler. Yeah, random <laughs> random player. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're – well, at least – I don't know if that's true or not. The guy who was talking was saying that uh, they're going to try to buy out um, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade. So he's owed like $23 million this year. And, hell, I don't know, given the fact that I feel like he's taking pay cuts last maybe five years. Cause remember when he ended up taking the pay cut – uh, thinking they were going to sign LeBron. LeBron left, and then he just stuck with the pay cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he should just kept his fucking money. That I think that was fucked. I'm like, I, I feel like they probably would have a decent relationship where you'd be like, "Hey, dog, I'm leaving. Take your money." Like, I don't know. I feel like that conversation should have maybe have happened, dog. But anyway, so yeah, they're gonna get. So basically, Chicago started from scratch. It looks like the announcers are entertaining the idea of the Lakers getting Paul George, too. Oh, yeah. So, Paul George, I guess, let them know that he wasn't playing after the uh, um, 2018 season. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're if you're an organization and a player tells you, after this year, I'm not playing, what's the incentive to keep him now, though? None. That's like you. I'm a quit. I'm quitting in a year. Right. Like no, you gone now. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even. I mean, play. I could. I think at that point you potentially lose value. And 
who to say your head the, the team that believes your head is going to be in it if you just you one of those i'm just i'm just you know here so i don't get fined type shit and you play for another season and collect however fucking money you collect yeah i, I figure once he said it i almost feel like that's a that's code for get me out of here and it's almost bad that it got out like, if you say that behind closed doors, they can be like, all right, well, we know he ain't coming back. We can make a move. But if it get out, now everybody else know you desperate to trade that nigga. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you, you done. So, yeah, like I said, you, your value is lost because they know you want to get rid of them. So they can potentially just give you some shit because you just want to get them off, off the team or whatever. So, yeah, that was interesting. The Lakers just said a guy named Tony, Tony Bradley, a center from North Carolina. And there was mad people making straight faces like, oh, okay. I, but I heard and Tony, there were some people celebrating. So I heard Tony I Bradley, and I automatically thought it was a white guy. So seeing yeah, I did big, too. So seeing this big black guy, it's like really interesting. Okay, and he went to uh, fourteen Carolina. six minutes, seven point one points per game, fifty seven percent shooting, five point one rebounds, ranked seventeenth in two thousand sixteen ESPN one hundred player rankings. But his stats are low, though. Mm-hmm. I, I figured it's like a second round player. How do you? Place, I mean, that seems, I don't know, I don't say mediocre, but that's like average. That doesn't even play, seem like great. And how you play 14 minutes on North Carolina and get drafted in the first round? It's almost like, you a, was, is he a bench player? Like, duh. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, shit. Well, I should stop talking because I don't know, any, I haven't watched college basketball, so I don't have any fucking idea. He might be dope. I don't know. I don't know. I just fourteen minutes though. Fourteen Ooh. minutes sounds. I mean, fourteen iffy. minutes don't. I mean, fourteen minutes sound like fourteen minutes. I mean, shit, that's mm-hmm. not a lot of fucking time, dude. So you're playing like what? What are is it? Is it twenty minute halves? Yeah. So you yeah, you're not even playing a whole fucking fucking half. Hey, whatever. Make your money, dog. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. So. I have no fucking idea. All we do know is that. Uh, the Pistons signed uh, a player, which I didn't know until today, um, Luke Kennard from Duke, and his highlights look dope. I'm impressed, and I'm happy about it. They said a lot of great stuff about him. His stat line was good, uh, 19.5 points per game. Uh, they said he's got, got a real quick release shot. They said he has magnificent footwork. And they said he was the they best said his defense. They said he was the best shooter in the draft, but they said his, his, his defense is trash. But, how but I'm like... Yeah, and, and they didn't really highlight it. They didn't really make the defense seem like it was a bad thing. Like you know, they they put they pushed all of these good qualities. But how does a if your is your defense really that bad if the best shooter is the twelfth pick though? Yeah. So I don't know. I it remains the same remains to be seen. But I'm uh, looking forward to it. I and I haven't looked forward to a white guy on any team, especially the Pistons, in quite some time. So yeah, how I, and. It, it's not like the NBA is like a a defensive minded league at this point. No, like they had this thing that said that the Jazz led the league in defense at putting up not uh, holding teams with ninety seven points a game. Like what the fuck? That's not so. Low. Defense don't mean shit. So I mean, granted, you want your defense to be uh, pretty stellar if you can, but I'm not gonna knock a nigga that don't really play defense when the NBA don't play defense. Period. So Ooh, I mean, I mean, we'll watch, watching the finals and it just seemed like, like all star game type. Like it was just running gun, pull a shot, run down the other side, pull a shot. It it didn't really seem too too defensive minded at all. So nah. maybe that's just the 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 wave that the the, the NBA is going. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. 
So you had seen that the um, there was rumored that the Pistons were considering uh, drumming for uh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, and we kind of talked about it beforehand. I personally didn't think it was a a great trade, um, and I hope it doesn't happen. But I don't think it's going to happen anyway. So I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Right, right. Um, right. I don't think it's going to happen either. I feel like it's pretty much a for the most part a even swap. So it's almost like why bother? And Drummond's only twenty three, so it's like you're not really upgrading at that point. No, and he's I, only twenty three, so might as well right, right. hang on to him. Like I was saying earlier, um, before the podcast, I'm like, I can say, and I agree with you. We're trading similar players, but we're trading a younger player for an older player. And I feel like with the younger player, you know, you at least got the potential of him growing to be a better, you know, at what he's doing. But I, I just feel like DeAndre Jordan's kind of where he's at. And, so forth, and plus, like I think the point you made earlier is that he had a Chris Paul to pass to him. Yeah, and th- we don't have a Chris Paul. No, and so the the lack of motivation of not having that could just play play a bad role. So, yeah, I don't like that idea at all. We do so. not have a Hall of Fame point guard. Nope. So, but I think we what we should do should do is get our emails out the way and uh, response, just because I think last week. We talked about whatever we talked about, and then Jeff had comments about the shit we talked about. <laughs> right. So <laughs> let's. Uh, I guess we can get our. We got one from Jeff, or is it two or one? One. One from Jeff, and I think you said Baylor has two. Yeah. Let's uh, let's switch it up and start with Jeff, so we don't spoil his shit out. Okay. Because I don't even think we. It was like we talked about his shit. I think it was like somebody else emailed. We talked about that, and then his his message was no. like. It wasn't because we didn't have no other ones. Oh yeah, you're right. We didn't. Yeah, it just happened to be just on a conversation, and he ended up bringing it up. So I'm like, instead of actually talking about it twice, let's just you know listen to his and Baylor's, and then we can expound on our topics for the for the day. So what up, though? All right, so a couple things. First off, on the, the the rape topic, um. There's actually a really there's there's several reasons why it's not as cut and dry as she said no so it's rape like there's other reason there's other ways that that can manifest to where it's not as clear cut as just she said no um and that's I think I believe that's why it's it's more of an open to interpretation kind of scenario. I do think that it should be something that's looked into and investigated and proven. And I don't think a person should be condemned just based off of an accusation. Um, but given that I know a handful of women that have suffered through that, and it was all different um, ways in which it was presented, none of them, I think one of them was like a forceful thing. The other three weren't. And so it's like, it's other ways that it can happen to where the woman may not have wanted it to happen or it was previously known that she didn't want it to happen but they either got her drunk or she couldn't she didn't fight because
because she didn't want to get hurt. Like there's 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 so many different little I guess nuances or whatever that can make that a touchy situation to not be able to just say, did you say no? Okay, then he didn't rape you. However, the biggest biggest factor in that is that a woman who's been raped has no problem saying she was raped, talking about how that happened and proving her case because it's such a thing to her that she can tell the story and if you ask her the day after she's going to tell the story if you ask her a month later she's going to tell it the same way if you ask her a year later she's going to tell it the same way if you ask her 10 years later she's going to tell it the same way the reason why in my opinion women don't want you to question it is because if they're making it up or if they're fabricating it they can't keep that lie consistent but any woman that's truly been through it it's emotional they may not feel comfortable talking about it but they can talk about it and again i know more than a couple women that it's happened to and if i was and went for the ones who i did ask like what happened they could tell me what happened it wasn't an easy thing to relive to talk about it but they don't have a problem with you asking that question and they don't have a problem with you asking how did you get in this situation or what happened or what was the things that led up to this because they know in their in their hearts and minds that that's not something that they wanted and that this person took advantage of it so it's not an issue of someone asking questions so again in my opinion think it's as cut and dry as did she say no okay she didn't say no then it was rape but i do think that once you make that allegation you need to be prepared to defend it and back it up so that what it, so that your accusation is proven like you said before you ruin somebody's life um as far as the Mayweather and Conor McGregor thing, my theory on that is the whole mentality that they used in the WWE. It's basically they want to see Mayweather lose because he's an asshole. Um, and I agree, he's an asshole, and I want to see him get his ass kicked. But I think that's why the fight itself is so hyped up. It's because people want to see people like him lose. And the reason why I say it's the WWE formula is because they say it. Like, they, they say they make a person a heel like they did The Rock. They put him in this epic matchup so everybody can see this person lose. And then they get to see this other guy be the hero that beat the asshole. That's just the mentality of people in fights. They want to see the asshole get his ass kicked. Unfortunately, as Otis said, the dude's got a perfect track record. And as much as I would like to see Conor McGregor kick his ass, I don't really know if he can pull it off. The only advantage I would say that Conor has is, one, he's used to getting hit by dudes with a lot less padding on their hands, and he's younger. If he can chase him down, like Mike said, I think that's a viable strategy. But again, like Otis mentioned, if they go past five rounds, the longest a championship MMA fight is five five-minute rounds. Past that, he might not have a gas tank for it. Whereas, to my knowledge, boxing matches go like nine or so. So, and I think their rounds might even be longer. I don't know because I don't follow boxing, but. 
that's my take on the Connor and, and Mayweather thing. I want to watch it as well, which is another reason why I think they marketed the way they did is because they know people want to see it. Um, but I don't think it would destroy the sport of MMA because most people who do MMA do MMA because of all the things you can do with it. Most of them already were either just a boxer or just a kickboxer or just a wrestler or just a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter and they wanted to expand and do more. It's very rare that you catch an MMA fighter go backwards and single out one discipline because MMA is multiple disciplines. It's, again, boxing, kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So... In, in reality, Connor's already trained in boxing. He just has to hone in on that alone. But it's not, you're not going to find a whole bunch of MMA fighters deciding, okay, I don't want to do any of the other three disciplines that I trained in. I just want to do the one because they just like to fight. Um, payday set aside, yeah, boxers make way more, but I, I, my personal opinion, I highly doubt. I would say if you had an actual question about it, just go to your cigar group because Ken Wolfmack is a professional MMA fighter. His first pro fight is next month. So he can tell you from his opinion, but I don't think that fighters are just going to decide, I quit, I want to box. Um, and then two other short questions. One, Mike, since you follow politics, what are your thoughts on if you follow the Pizzagate scandal amongst all the politicians? And then um, what the fuck does Steve Harvey do now? Goddamn. <laughs> all right, dude. I look forward to the next one. Holla. Peace. I don't know what Pizzagate is. Um, yeah, I follow. I follow very, very closely. I don't know what Pizzagate is. I can't think of anything that happened involving pizza. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to Google it, but um, while I do that, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Steve Harvey. Did we talk about that last week? We were about to, and then we didn't. Yeah, I mean, you can give your comments on uh, on uh, that. Oh, so I guess Steve Harvey got into it or came into like words with a guy on a on a radio phone call or something. did you ha- actually hear it mm, the steve harvey thing yeah i heard it i didn't listen to it i didn't okay. hear it but i guess he got into it right so the guy made a joke about cleveland or some shit or some dumb shit and then he made a joke about you know drink your brown cup of water excuse me and i don't know i i just it's it's, it's too many people affected. It's people. People have died from that fuck ass water in Flint for people to be making crass ass jokes like that. I mean, as a celebrity, you have such a responsibility to, to do better, and I just think it was fucked up. Like, yeah, I thought it was fucked up too. I mean, it's. It, I mean, you. I mean, ignorant people go say dumb shit all the time, but you know, you just you guys, you got to be better than that. I just thought you know fucked up. I still got family to live in Flint. One of my um. One of my brother's cousins, um, he lives in Flint, and still to this day, they still fucking boil water. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like no one should be living in fucking America and have to fucking boil water. Um, on, so on a on a plus side, if there is a plus side, I don't know. We talked. We I don't think we talked about it, but they in, indicted like. 
three or f- some multiple people like higher up um, with charges of manslaughter um, for uh, the whole Flint crisis debacle. Oh, really? Yeah. One of the guys is like not too far under Snyder. I can't huh. think of his name, but uh, so that's interesting. I, I wonder being I wonder how did they choose those people? And if it will ever go, I don't think it's going to go up to Snyder, but I think that's the far that it could possibly go. I think this guy was like one or two people off from Snyder or whatever. Hmm. So I don't know, man. I just, I, it just seems crazy that we live somewhere that's fucking an hour away and he can't even drink their fucking water. Dude. Right. And people have died from like Legionnaire disease and shit. Like that is just insane to me, dude. Fucking insane. Yeah, man. Steve Harvey's a piece of shit. He's been a piece of shit. And I've never, I, 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 I haven't liked him since he put out his little book about relationships. Cause like, I, I didn't understand that shit. That motherfucker had been on like his, like he was on like his third or fourth marriage out here trying to like give advice on how men ain't shit and how women should, uh, be prepared for that. No, like, no, don't, don't state your opinion on relationship. Just keep talking about. The Kings of Comedy, dog. That's all you need to talk about, man. Just talk about that shit. You're you're in no position to discuss uh, relationships. And he's done multiple fuck shit since. Yeah, I've never been a fan of him other than Kings of Comedy. And, um, yeah, I don't have any redeeming things to talk about him with, so. Yeah, he's whack. Yeah. Uh, There was something else that, uh, That he said, um, Jeff said, oh, I think it was about the rape, but I didn't really want to comment as far as what he, he had said, but, you know, he, he brought up a point about, you know, possibly a woman not wanting to, possibly not wanting to recap what happened and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I just find it, you know, crazy, like, you know, Bill Cosby's case just got, was it, was it just a throne because of the Mistrial, jury? yeah. Mistrial. But it's like, you know, you have so many, like, Cosby apologist, you know, just because you know that happened, you know, he's all of a sudden innocent. And I'm like, it was like 60 plus women who made allegations. You think that he's just innocent? All like it's just 60 women that are just against his ass. <laughs> That's just like literally like, nah. I mean, we're just gonna make like he fuck he he fucked with us and shit. Like you know, it, it can't be all those fucking women and they just all lying on you. It can't be, dog. It can't possibly be. I t- like he's a fuck ass nigga, dog. And I, I, I just wonder what what was the criteria of them not convicting this dude? Like <laughs> I just don't get it. I think I, I forget which magazine did it. But one of these magazines that cover was all sixty women. Damn. Whatever number. I'm gonna say sixty for the sake of argument. I think it's like sixty, sixty two or some shit. And it was a cover every a picture of every fucking woman on there. Damn. Yeah fucking retarded um i guess we can go to baylor's um if you want oh okay yeah let's uh let's get that crack in the first of two (laughs) so to answer your question about could you know could could a player ever ever in life pass mj and i that's simple man it's no it's no i think players have come close kobe came as close as he could uh he even went five for seven it didn't matter if Shaq stayed or if they built a championship roster uh, to help him get six or seven rings. He still went ahead past MJ. Okay, he just not too long ago passed MJ in points. Um, 
A lot of older cats think can argue Kareem in there. Uh, and they have a legit argument because uh, Kareem has the number and the jury as well. But in my generation is so like our debate our debating is so strong and plus MJ the eye the eye test on MJ is so crazy like we don't really I, because of Kareem position we didn't pretty we didn't like it and so you know I but it's a respect thing if you respect the sport and you love the sport you know what it is what Kareem did but at the same time you know I, I'm okay with saying MJ is the greatest and I don't think anybody would come close to it um and you got to remember, it's not just—it's not just the individual um, achievements that he, that, you know, that he got, or the trophies, or you know, not even the six with six. I and mean, well, technically, he's never been to a game seven in the finals, so that's huge right there. That—that's one thing that'll separate uh, him from Braun and him from anybody else. Is that can you come along and do that? Every finals that you appear in. Can you win those finals and not reach a game seven? If you could do that, then we can talk. But other than that, I don't think that's possible, man. I don't. I think he was just that damn good, you know. And that's another thing that will separate him from the pack is that he played in an era where he stopped a lot of Hall of Famers from getting rings on the way to the championship and in the championship games. Um, so I mean, what, I mean, what do you want to do with that? In life, you just gotta realize that, nigga, that's just it. It happened, and MJ happened. Shit happens, and MJ was that shit. So, hey, what can I say? I mean, he was—he played in the era where he played during a time where I was growing up, and I was starting to learn how to play basketball. And and the, I just happened to witness probably the most dominant basketball player ever, you know. And um, and I, I I understand these youngsters want that Disney that Disney effect, like they want everything to be possible. And one thing did happen: the seventy-three and nine go to state team. But even that, even that team is still not considered the best team of all time. A lot of people still feel, uh, rightfully so, that the Bulls team is the best team of all time, the seventy-two and ten. Um, and it's a lot of things that play into that. But not, you know, just not to go into details, bro. It's it's just sometimes it's bars set that you just won't be able to reach. You know, you could try. But you also gotta, you also gotta realize this. Most of the greats, not all of them, but I'm gonna say most of the greats. I know Kobe, I know MJ. Uh, I can speak for those two personally because those are two I grew up watching uh, the most. Besides, you know, my the regular Lakers squad with Magic and them. But them niggas had problems. They had personal issues. They had chips on their shoulder that they built on their own. That's when you gotta be on the whole totally different level of craziness to create a chip and put it on your shoulder <laughs> you know what i mean and that was one of the things that look bro mj hall of fame speech is probably top 10 no no not top 10 that's disrespectful it's got to be number within the top three speeches of all time not just hall of fame speeches but speeches of all time he flew the nigga out that got picked over him in high school <laughs> just to slander him and say look who I am and look who you are now come on man that's a different type of problem right there Kobe chased the nigga damn near took his whole style yet won with it <laughs> you know what I mean so uh, I, 
it's just one of those things where, no, Jeff, I'm sorry, bro. We just live in a life where some bars can be set and it just won't be, you know, that goal just won't be reached unless you just play out of your goddamn mind and you're some type of lunatic like those two niggas was. So other than that, I got Golden State winning in five games next year, too. So. <laughs> Please talk about Golden State next year. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't want to harp on the Jordan shit too much because I'm kind of tired of seeing it on my social media feeds. But, um, yeah, like I said last week, it really all kind of boils down to, like, just you can't, you can't compare stats. Like, and that's always what it boils down to. People are like, oh, he has this many championships. He has this many all-star games. He scored this many points. Uh, he was six for six. He didn't have a game seven. You know, all that shit. All that shit is, to me, irrelevant in the conversation because what it really boils down to is what you saw watching him play. And it was, it. I like I said, I haven't seen anything like it. I just haven't. And I'm sure there are guys that from the... Uh, from before I was watching basketball, like the Bill Russells and shit like that, the Wilt Chamberlains that, that did what they did, and it was amazing. But people who saw that still crowned Jordan as the best. And that's because it was just it was just the just the spectacle of it, man. Like what the, sh- the shit that he did, it was just amazing to watch. He was the kind of player that you, you would consistently see him do amazing shit. And it, I don't even mean necessarily highlight real shit. Just like taking over games and 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 being unstoppable, and his style of play and how he dominated. Like I still haven't seen anything like that. And you can tell me Kobe stats. You can tell me LeBron stats all day. And I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna comment. Period on um, any of that shit really. But like, they just don't, having watched him, I never saw anything, well, Kobe was close, but I mean, I've never seen anything where, anything to the level that I saw with him. Right. So, I I, I think, I think more people need to take that into consideration, because every time I see the conversation, it's like stats versus stats, and memes and photos, comparing him to whoever, whether it's Kareem, or Kobe, or Bill Russell, whatever, and people will argue the stats all day who he played, like the, the level of the NBA at the time, all that shit. And I think all of that is not relevant because none of that's going to matter when it comes down to just how you feel watching that player play. And I, and there are people who watched players that I never saw who still say that Jordan was the most amazing thing they've seen. And they've seen current guys and they still say that. So when you enter the like enter in like a, a LeBron and you talk about his his stats and and his championships and, or his finals appearances or any of that shit, it's like it does it, it's it's an intangible factor that it's something that you can't measure in stats, and which is why I think that the the whole Jordan conversation is never going to end, and it's never going to be a thing where someone's going to definitively. I mean, I'm not going to say never because it's possible, but like. None of the conversations that are currently happening are going to be a thing where people are going to virtually unanimously go, yeah, this player has surpassed Jordan. Because they'll surpass, they could surpass him in all kinds of stats, and it's not 
it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I think that's the one thing, and I agree that you can't you can't sum up in, in statistical numbers impact to the game. Yeah, I think when people get away from that and they just sit back and think about what it was like to watch him play, and they stop trying to compare stats, and the and this goes for his defenders and his uh, defenders of uh, Kobe or LeBron or or people who are anti-Jordan, whatever. When people get away from trying to compare stats and just think about that player's presence on the floor, like I think the conversation is kind of dead at that point. And but no one's no one's doing that. It's all about stats and trying to compare. But, but and that's fair because people want uh, factual statistics that they can point to to prove their point. So I mean that's that's valid. But I think in the case of in the case of Michael Jordan, you can't. You can't really do that. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing about impact is that impact to the game is that you can. I guess you can argue it if people don't have the same view of what how you saw impact to the game. So there's so many variables, man. But you know, I, I I'm kind of like you. I've I've had my time of uh of arguing, <laughs> of seeing a conversation, and you know, I'm kind of over it. I don't know why. Like why? I mean, we've heard these conversations ever since Jordan has you know left the NBA. But it seems like, excuse me, it seems like as of lately, in the last like five months, it's been the most that it has. I've ever seen. Dog. It has. I'm like, is this nigga about to die soon or some shit? <laughs> like, why is it so prevalent now? Yeah, I, I think it's just because of how, how good LeBron has been. But I, it, it's just something that I think once people let the stat shit go, they can let it, they can kind of like be more comfortable with it like i don't even have a biased uh opinion on it because like i don't like the nigga like i don't re- i don't care really and it's just me as somebody who just as a as a impartial basketball fan i i, I just i have not seen anybody with who is that dominant like i mean you can say like oh this player averaged this many points it, it's, it's like it's just about just the shit where it's like you just have to have seen it. Like if you haven't seen it, then you just can't. You just can't really understand. And I think he's the only player that's like that. Like I think a lot of those older players that a lot of us didn't see, you don't see people saying shit like that. Like uh, you just had to have seen Bill Russell. Like he was just an unstoppable force and yada yada yada. Like Bill Russell was a a a physical specimen among people who are not on his level. And like, I, and same kind of goes for like somebody like Shaq, but like, like you don't see the people who saw Bill Russell going like you just had to have seen Bill Russell. Like it's well, one they're dead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I don't. I mean, you, you think of Bill Russell, Will Kareem, and all of those players, and they were all you know great players. You know, what I'm saying, and they're right, um, and they're on rights. But I, I think you, you've never heard anyone rave about any player like they've done Jordan. Like, you know, the things he was doing, the energy he brought, the, you know, the, the, the charisma, the, you know, all of that stuff, even the, the fake flu game, um, <laughs> which I, I still feel, and I always heard it was a hangover, which I, I, I probably lean towards that. But even in those games, you know, he just showed his ass and there's not been a player to, to do that so yeah I, I kind of lean toward that I just I just don't want to have a conversation on more though me neither 
The last thing I'll say about it is when you talk about stats and people compare, like I saw a thing today where somebody put his accomplishments up against Kareem's, you have to take into account that Kareem played an insane amount of time. Kareem played a very, very, very long time. And that's even more rare for like somebody of his his stature. Like he played a really, really long time. So take into account that he has, I, I think he had at least 20 seasons. Like, that's insane. No one else is ever going to do anything like that. 20 seasons? Like, that's unheard of. No, nah, so, you guys getting 20 seasons is fucking kickers in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I, nobody's <laughs> getting 20. No one's getting, I mean, 50. I mean, well, Kobe, how many How many did Kobe play, though? Uh, nine, he, uh, close. 19? 96 or 7 to what? 2016, 15. So close. Yeah, he was close. Yeah. And that's extremely rare for a guard. I mean, especially somebody as physical as as him. Active, physical, yeah. And somebody who was like the guy on his team for the vast majority of that time. Which is exactly why he was able to put up the like number of points he put up and shit like that. He played a long time for a guard. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So we were earlier we were talking about you know uh, uh, from our draft pick as a white guy. So we were you know talking about just white guys in general who actually made impact in the game, and we couldn't come up with many. Nope, because it really wasn't. Um, Bert obviously, um, John Stockton, and then it was That's a couple it. other one. But I think the initial three we thought of was uh, what's the guy from Florida? Was I? Uh, Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Other than that, like the and what we mean by white guy, like domestic. I mean, we obviously know, you know, dirt and you know other other like Steve Nash, Nash and Nash. who's Canadian, but close uh, enough to American. Go, you know, back. You know, uh, what was the player that got killed? Uh, Drazen Petrovic. Petrovic. Um, and then uh, damn, what was the guy who played for? Uh, he played for Sacramento when when uh, Weber was there. Jason Williams. Him too, but it was another one. Peja Stojakovic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was fucking awesome. Um, I mean, we could probably name. Hey, he was my favorite player right in the NBA, dog. Really? Yeah, so yes, dog. I love <laughs> Peja Stojakovic. Dog. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was dope. I, I thought he was dope. <laughs> I don't know if he was my favorite at that point. Dog, I, I stand for Pedro Stoyakovich so bad at that time, dog. I loved Pedro Stoyakovich. I can't tell you, man. I don't know. It was like the way he looked. He was like goofy looking. But I, I don't know. It was something. It was a combination of him being pretty good. But just like, I don't know, just something about his his look. I don't know. He seemed like somebody that was like, I don't know, cool. I don't, I don't know. I just had a thing with Pedro Stoyakovich, dog. He was my shit, man. He's, uh, when I say favorite player, I mean like favorite non-piston. But like, I had a Pedro Stoyakovich jersey. Like, <laughs> I was I was a fan of that guy. <laughs> what do you think about uh, the rumors of, of of Billups going to the front office of the Cavs? I hope not. Really? Why not? Because it's Ohio. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, no, don't do it. Don't don't do that. That's like that's a huge backstab. Don't do that. So this is you, a good time to transition to Ohio talk. I was just about to ask you: Do you want to transition to your uh, uh, to your day of? Uh, we'll play Baylor second email, and then I'll talk about Ohio. Okay, cool. I, I don't want to get away from that. What up, though? So look, man, 
man, June 22nd roll around, that Monday, like, this, this past Monday, I'm like, yo, I'm excited. I tell the wife to shut up randomly, you know what I'm saying? Like, shut up, I got a podcast to do. Food, and it's on the same day as the draft, okay? So, and, and we're going to have a lot to talk about just besides food, you know what I'm saying? And then it gets canceled. Why it get canceled? Because of practice. <laughs> practice. <laughs> Not just any kind of practice. Not just baseball practice. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. Congratulations on the on the uh, on the All Star gig. I heard heard about that. That's dope. But we talking about practice. <laughs> talking about practice. Um, okay. Well, we got to reschedule. No problem, fellas. When the hell are we gonna do this? Now, I understand 4th of July coming up. That's going to be a rough one. Uh, I actually got to go to work 4th of July night. After that, I'm pretty much good. Everybody rich ass is going out of town the weekend of the 16th. Um, yeah, but, I mean, we're ready over here on the West Coast. Trophy ready. I know Detroit is ready, even though Otis forgot. Uh, DJ Tim over there in New York ready with them Dan Marino diet plan ass pizza slices. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, we just waiting on, we waiting on Sean. Atlanta, we need that Atlanta spots, man. I gotta go to Atlanta. There's a lot of black people out there. Um, all right, well, you know, if y'all still recording, I'm gonna hit y'all niggas up on Twitter. I might hop on, uh, pause if y'all are doing the show tonight. If y'all still doing the show tonight. Um, yeah, man. Who the sorry ass Pistons drafting this year? Who y'all think y'all gonna get? Alright, I'm out. What up, dog? Sorry ass Lakers with their second pick. Talking about who the sorry Pistons picking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we already covered the whole Pistons thing. Um, what he said something off in touch on. Um, yeah. So yeah, we 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 had to push back the, uh, the food podcast because niggas just busy, and I honestly forgot it was this weekend when we started messaging. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, life has just been crazy, man. Just busy as fuck. But um, to be announced, we're gonna we're gonna definitely get it going. We just need to get our schedules together. So yeah, at some point it'll be. Um, I'd imagine late July. Um, I don't see us squeezing it in after the fourth, but before everybody's apparent mid July unavailability. So I would imagine I late if July. If you do July, it would potentially be the last week. So. Um, we we we'll see. We let you guys know, but it, it it's it's nothing purposeful. It's just yeah, adulting that's like real and shit. I mean it is. I mean it is what he said. Sean had practice, so yeah, it's practice. I mean, we could have made it work, but we we gonna put the, this is actually really Sean's fault. Yeah, it is. So, so we that's, all, that's we, I know, mean that's what it is. It's just that I didn't have my notes at the time, so you know I was good. But we'd have been fine. So. I mean, it's we like you, it's like you need notes to talk about the Detroit like. food spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so we could have done it, but uh, Sean from games we don't play, he had baseball practice and shit, and I mean that's really what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, yeah, so it's really basically in short, it was Sean's fault. So, yeah, um, that's our official. I think that's everybody's official stance. So. Yep, that's it. So oh, yeah, other news. So transitioning, I got um a couple things. Let me see what. Uh, let me look at my notes real quick. Um, yeah, I have uh two main things I want to talk about, and that could probably be the end of the podcast. We can talk about these two things. That'll be it. But um, so the first thing he mentioned Ohio. So today, um, I went to 
So, uh, Axel Foley was on our podcast uh, a little while back. He does um, uh, podcast Winterfell, which is a Game of Thrones podcast. He had a Leftovers podcast that he did this year for the Leftovers. Um, he had um, uh, he does he had a, a Westworld podcast that he did for Westworld. So he's been podcasting a long time. Big, I'm a big fan of his and his his podcast. He was on What Up Though and. Um, We've developed a, a pretty good relationship uh, via social media over the course of the past, I don't know, maybe like year or so, maybe two. And um, he was coming into town, not into Detroit, but he was flying into Detroit for a wedding in Toledo, Ohio. Which, for those that don't, for those that don't know, Toledo is like at the border between Michigan and Ohio, on the Ohio side. And uh, he was like, "Hey, I'm flying in Detroit." what up though right. <laughs> i was like yeah you know I, I can scoop you up from the airport and i can you know drive you to toledo i was not jealous a, that i couldn't take off today because i really would have wanted to hang out with him and stuff that's what i ended up doing was taking a day off work and uh because i i need a day off anyway and it, it just kind of worked out so um i was like yeah i should shoot you to toledo it's like maybe like a 40 minute drive from the airport nothing crazy so i was like yeah i'll take the day off um, I'm gonna spare like like we you know we we met it was cool it was great we had a good time we had a good we had good talks it was like dope to meet somebody like when you whenever you meet somebody who you are accustomed to listening to on podcasts and shit like that you are a fan of it's just dope to meet somebody that you are a fan of so I think it's, and, well into second that I mean and not to cut you off I think it's it's also cool that you you you've chatted with somebody for so long to actually put like a face mm-hmm. to a to a voice and you know saying a person to a voice. You know that's always kind of cool. So. Yeah, so I mean that was dope. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna mainly spare you guys that aspect of it, but the part that I wanted to talk about was so uh, for those that don't know, Michigan and Ohio have kind of a, a rivalry. I think it might be heavier on our side, maybe. But uh, I know a lot of people from Michigan just don't like anything having to do with Ohio. Like we just talk shit about Ohio, and it's it's just a shithole. And I have driven through Ohio on multiple occasions. Too many to count. I've been to Cedar Point, which is in Ohio. And that's largely it. I realized, actually, today when I was going over there, I'm like, I haven't actually been in Ohio. Like, I've just kind of, like, driven through. I, when I was a kid, I went to Cleveland a lot with my uh, with my mom for, like, church shit. Because, like, uh, we have a... My, mom, my grandma is a pastor, and she has a... Uh, church, uh, I don't know what you would call, almost like a, a social ring of churches that they all kind of like, uh, you know, fellowship back and forth type deal. So she would often go to Cleveland to go preach at their church. And when I was a kid, I would I would often go just because I mean I liked traveling. So I would go to Cleveland, but like that was as a kid. Um, as an adult slash teenager, I'd never really spent time in Ohio. It was just like driving through and going to Cedar Point. So we, man, we get to Ohio, man. I gotta say, like that shit lives up to every bit of slander I've ever levied against Ohio. Like it was a fucking shithole. Really? Uh, it was horrific. I'm like driving through this bitch. I'm like, what is this, dog? This shit is like The Walking Dead. Like, wh- like what is going on in this fucking city? Like we go to, so we we when we got to I guess downtown Toledo. For one, it was a fucking ghost town. There was nobody there, no cars, no people, nothing. 
granted it was fairly early like i'd say maybe like 8 a.m but what would 8 a.m downtown detroit look like craziness it's packed like 8 a.m there was like a ghost town i'm driving through it looks mad like dilapidated and shit like buildings looking fucked up and i like i drove past the hotel because it was just it did not stand out i'm looking for like you know a hotel hotel that's gonna stand out drove past it we go to McDonald's. It was probably like maybe like a mile down the street so from the hotel. Like the fancy food you guys had there? Said so we had fancy food, and I just said we had breakfast. I just, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. Anytime I go to Ohio, I try to find a Waffle House. So. I will say this: the McDonald's in Toledo had a uh, chicken McGriddle. Really? We have chicken biscuits here, not McGriddle, though. but not the McGriddle. And I got cheese added onto it. That shit was fire, dog. It was like a McChicken patty on a McGriddle with cheese. Bruh. I wonder why they don't have that here. Because I would be frequent in that motherfucking place. They also had, which both of us found to be weird, a counterfeit bill detector. It was like really? a thing right by the register. And Did they have plexiglass shit? No, it didn't. But it was like a... um. So he paid with a 20 and they, they slide the 20 through this machine, and it detects whether or not it's counterfeit. If it goes through the machine, it's good. If it shoots back out at you, then it's counterfeit. It was it was weird. I'd never seen anything like that. But um, that was kind of... I thought that was kind of advanced for the level of, like, yeah, poverty I mean, that this I mean, area... I mean, I don't know if maybe it's counterfeit money is like, a, you know... It, fucked up there where they constantly got that but yeah yeah we asked we're like so is this a thing here they're like yeah we see them a lot like it happens fairly often i guess but uh the mcdonald's is like it had mad like uh like trailer trash looking white folks there they were like bums slash just like raggedy looking folks like folks who look like they had on like dirty torn up clothes stomachs hanging out like looking just dirty and smelly like it was like really just yeah, the whole fucking area. it was bad it like, smelled like, weird bubbles from the wire and shit. yeah i'm like it smelled funny i'm like why is this i'm like what the fuck is this but we're both like what is this like how is this a real place like this is so gross <laughs> this fucking city i'm like this shit smells bad i'm like this is everything that i say about ohio That's like i slander crazy. ohio and it lived up to every bit of my slander that was solely based just upon I'm just gonna talk shit about Ohio. I don't. I'm just gonna say shit, and then to go there and have it actually live up to being trash. I'm like, this is this is amazing. <laughs> I'm like this. I, I I can't even put into words. Like, it was so fucking gross. We went back to the hotel and like we couldn't even find the entrance at first. I'm like, we're driving around. It has like some weird. Uh, stinky ass loading dock behind the hotel i'm like driving around the block trying to find an entrance and i pull up and what are the things like so his flight came in at like 6 30 in the morning right and i'm thinking like oh well maybe we can you know i'm thinking like you know hotels you don't allow you to check into like three mm-hmm. best case scenario noon so i'm thinking like you know maybe we might like you know fuck around in detroit you know i'll show him downtown whatever hang out before i shoot him to the hotel he's like he told me, uh, like, the day before, like, I got I got an early check-in. I'm like, okay, well, we can go straight to Toledo, whatever. His early check-in, he's like, uh, he said he told the hotel, like, yeah, my flight come in, like, 6.30. I don't want to be, like, you know, fucking around 
with nothing to do for several hours, like, and I get an early check-in, they're like, yep, we'll have your room ready at 7 a.m. Are you serious? 7 a.m., dog? I'm like, what? That. I've never heard of that shit. Like, that. who ha- who allows you to check in at 7 in the morning, dog? I'm like, what the fuck? I've so, heard, like, noon. Noon is the earliest I've, I've heard. I've heard uh, 7 a.m. What, what hotel was it? It was called Park something. Oh, okay. So and so, so I'm driving around the block, and I... I see the entrance. I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. I, I go pull around. It has like a little like a little circular driveway to where you pull in on one spot and you circle mm-hmm. around and it pulls you up to the front of the hotel. This bitch, like I said, was a ghost town. I'm like, no wonder they let you in at 7 a.m. They were probably happy to have customers right. in this they bitch, just, dog. They, like, they just want people interact. They probably, yeah, they probably called in a single maid and a single staff member like, huh, we have people. Wow. <laughs> I want to call both of y'all into work because <laughs> we're going to have business today. All I'm like, all three of y'all. All three of y'all. <laughs> that nah. shit looks so poor and raggedy. Were I'm you, like, were you in Toledo or outside of Toledo? In Toledo. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a mess, dog. So, yeah, the, my whole point of discussing this was the fact that o- Ohio is actually like literally as trash as everybody says it is, and uh, I was never, like flabbergasted to see it actually live up to my incredibly low expectations. That's interesting. Like, you know, I go down to visit my, my wife's family in Columbus, and Columbus just isn't a bad. And then one of her cousins live on a, like a suburb of it called Black Lick, and mm. it's called what? Black Lick. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, this that's the name of a porn where it's like it's black guys and like yeah. black guys with huge dicks and like teeny tiny little white women, black. like that. That it would be called black lick like for black sure. Black lick returns. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, that's a. That's a well, I think it would, I guess you would consider it a suburb or whatever. But that shit is pretty nice. I'm just I've never stopped in Toledo though. So. I think it's because in my at least in my adult age. The way I look at it, I, I assume that Columbus is kind of like East Lansing, like it's like a college town, mm-hmm. so it's probably better off. Like Ohio State's one of the main universities. I forget it is a college town, so yeah, it's, it's one of the main universities in the country. So I'm like, I would assume that Columbus is pretty decent, but other than that, like I've confirmed that Toledo is fucking like I don't know. Like I said, it was like The Walking Dead. Like, there's no people. The buildings look dilapidated. Like, is everybody dead here? Like, Toledo was trash. Sandusky is nothing but Cedar Point. And we all know about Cleveland. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I was younger, Cleveland's the best nation I had in, in, in Ohio was Cedar Point. Other than that, it wasn't, it wasn't enough to do. So, it's like, why even go? I can't, I can't think of other reason. I, I, did, I did visit an uncle once. He lived in. He lived in Cleveland, and it was funny because I I, I, fl- I flew there, fucking flew to Cleveland. Wow! It was forty minutes. <laughs> it was like as soon as you got up and took your seatbelt off, it was like ten minutes later you put your seatbelt back on and the lights came on and shit. I flew to Chicago once, same shit. It was like put your seatbelt on. Twenty minutes later, oh, we're removing seatbelts. We're beginning descent. Like okay, well that was fun. Right, exactly. Another thing that that happened is so after I dropped them off, I, I'm coming back to Detroit and I'm thinking like. Um, not, I'm thinking like, okay, it should be, you know, it's 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. It should be fairly I think you're desolate. Catching, you're catching the end of rush hour. Yeah, I'm thinking like, I'll get back. It'd be cool. I came back and I'm like, uh, you know, let's, you know, let me get home or whatever. It was like mad traffic really? and not on the freeway, like on the streets. Like, so I went, I went, I went straight home. I got home, I bullshitted for a little bit, and I was like, I need to go pay, the, I need to pay this ticket that I got, and I was like, let me do it online, I go online, it's like, you can't 
paid online after a certain oh, amount of time, you got to go to the courthouse. And I'm like, what city? Uh, Ferndale. Uh, okay. So I'm like, you know what, man? I'm a, I ain't got nothing to do. It's still early. It's probably like 11. Not even that. Probably like 1030. I'm like, let me go and pay this fucking ticket. I ain't got nothing else to do. Fuck it. So I go to pay the ticket and I come back, come back to the hood. And I'm like, you know, let me stop and get some White Castle. By this point, it's like noon. And me and Axel had breakfast at like 8. So I'm like, you know, let me get something to eat. I'm kind of hungry. Uh, let me go over White Castle. I'm thinking like this shit, this shit about to be dead. Streets was like full of traffic. The White Castle line was long as fuck. And I'm like, I just realized, I was like, niggas don't have jobs in Detroit. <laughs> I was like, they really don't. Like, they don't have jobs. Like, wh- why are all of, why are so many people at White Castle at noon? Why is there so many cars in the street at noon? Like, y'all ain't got nowhere to be. And I always think, like, I would see, like, um, I think of my own situation, right? I've never uh, bought or leased a car, like, with payments and shit. I would always just buy, like, a raggedy, a fairly raggedy car and just pay for it outright, ride it till the wheels fall off, and I get another. That's kind of how I've always been. Um, And I would always find it interesting when I'd be, like, driving around the hood and I would see mad, like, Chrysler 300s and, like, Camaros and... All the kinds of shit. And I'm like, and I look at a person driving by, I'm like, that nigga look broke as fuck. Right. Like, how he got that fucking car? And I'm just like, thinking like, what? Who is that? Is that? Oh, okay, never mind. Um, I thought that was Big Crit. I thought, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm like, man, how do these like raggedy looking motherfuckers afford like nice cars? And I'm making, like at the time I had a warehouse job, making maybe like $18 an hour. And I had rent and shit like that. I think, like, how do they afford cars that probably got, like, I don't know, $300 a month payments plus insurance, which, granted, they probably didn't have insurance. Uh, and I'm sitting here making $18 an hour, and, and I can't even think about a car payment. And I, then driving, it made me think about that again, driving around today and seeing so many cars out in the street. I'm like... Does everybody here just like sell drugs for a living where you don't have to actually punch into a job, but you can still have a nice car and shit like that? I'm like, this is ridiculous. Though. Like, why are all these people here? Like, this is a fairly big deal for me to like not be at work today. And like, I can't even fucking swoop in the White Castle. White Castle is slow on a good day. That's so crazy. I'm like, I can't even swoop into this bitch and get something to eat on a, in an afternoon on a fucking weekday. Like, line was long, like, line, line was, like, wrapped around, like, it wasn't, like, wrapped around, it was, like, cars all the way from the window to maybe, like, two or three cars past where you would order at. And I'm like, man, this is ridiculous, dog. Those lines happen at uh, Starbucks when I go, but typically, uh, it moves fast as hell, so, I mean, unless you order some food or something, you know. But White Castle in the hood? Man, I'm like, this is ridiculous, dog. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have an explanation for it, but I was just sitting there like, why are there so many people here? I'm like, niggas in Detroit really don't have nothing to do. Like, they're just out and just, I don't know, slanging drugs and fucking bitches in motels. Like, that's really all they do. Stealing cardies. I don't know. So, um, the other thing I want to talk about and uh, heavy shit, this will be the last thing we talk about. I guess unless you got something, is uh the Philando Castile murderer getting off, and um 
it's been discussed that the guy got acquitted, but yeah. after he got acquitted, the dash cam video dropped, and man, that shit, dog. So watching I, that shit was I am, rough. I'm always a component of watching. You know, we've had the conversations about you know if you should watch or not, and I feel like if you can, yeah. I haven't felt I could yet. Because I know it's going to fuck me up. So you haven't watched I it? I have not watched it. Okay. I have not watched it. Um, yeah, and I... I don't know, man. I I, I mean, as, as pissed as I am that it, you know, it went the way it went, I feel like that's just going to anger me more. And I just... I haven't had that moment I could just sit around and just watch it and, you know... My 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 wife was was posting some on Facebook because she finally watched it today and she was just you know upset about it and things of that nature and I was just like dude I just I don't know if I can dude I'm just I I feel like there I feel like there is no real difference between watching videos of like shit like that and like fucking ISIS beheadings and shit dude like it's 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 crazy that it's almost like they're just throwing the shit in our face that you know police can. Police can act out of fear and take a life, but citizens are supposed to be docile and and calm and collect and make great decisions and shit. Yeah, like that shit just really fucks me up, dude. I had a couple of people when I posted. I had a couple. I had somebody comment like they normally don't have any problem watching it, but they were just like, you know what? I don't even know if I have the like the heart to watch this at this point. Like it's like it's so much, and you see it so often, and you you feel like. You should at this point be desensitized to it, and then you see it on another level, and it's just like, man, like it's so defeating. Like, I, one of the things, depressing. One of the things I I, th- I think I I really dislike about what all of the stuff that's going on with you know just that that nature is that you have people who say you know, and I'm not condemning them or or pissed at them or anything. Well, I am sort of, but. I get it somehow, but I don't. Like, you know, people say shit like, you know, why are you surprised? And I'm like, no, motherfucker, I'm not surprised. I'm just hoping one day motherfuckers will stop acting like we're just fucking random, you know, pieces of meat and killing us. Like, I want to be surprised when that shit happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit just irks the shit out of me, man. I, I, I don't know. And I think I was going to watch. I remember it was one day I was on our computer. I was going to watch the the dash cam video and then I seen the video of them behind in in the back seat where you had the little girl consoling her mom and shit mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I was watching reading like the captions of it and I was just like dog she said I, I don't want to see you get shooted like <laughs> what the fuck dog like you, uh, I don't know how I'm gonna just say she's four or five this little girl four or five has m- Way more compassion than a fucking officer who just... And then it was... Tw- so, uh, uh, there's 12 people who felt... Who had the great... They had the great responsibility of doing what was right. And they decided to say, fuck it. And let that let the officer off. Like, how are these people... Uh, I, I, I'm really like at a kind of a loss, dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, from watching, did you did you feel like anything? I guess new comes out of like the response of that. Like, is there anything that would somewhat? What's the word? I don't know. 
will someone say, okay, maybe he should have did that? I don't subscribe to that. I'm just curious to like, what what did these jurors see that we didn't see? I don't know. I saw I one of the videos I posted. I added a screenshot of a guy saying, uh, "Don't uh, don't reach for your weapon when they tell you not to, and don't drive on a suspended license or something like that." Um, so there's always going to be those people who are just going to be like, "Yeah, it's fine." I mean, because you're, you're there's there's you're, nothing. Basically, you're saying you, not you, but a person like that is saying that a suspended license is punishable by death. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard rumors of weed. We uh, somebody smelling weed. Yeah, smelling weed. In a in a country now where you have so many places that are are legal for personal medicinal use, like that's something you're gonna kill somebody for. Right, like that—that that makes no fucking sense, dog. Yeah, I watching it. Um, it looked to me just like a a coward who panicked, and then to think that you could make it to the ranks of a police officer, and you are somebody who clearly has no kind of self control. Like you're somebody. Like I would think that. When it comes to like making somebody a police officer, one of the main things you're gonna look for is somebody who can remain calm under pressure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's your job. And that's the thing. I feel like that's the <laughs> expectation people want citizens to be to, to have is to be calm under pressure when the police mm-hmm. is after you or police is confronting you, not after you. Because I want to make it seem like we're we're doing wrong. He told them he, that he had a weapon that he was a carrier, and and I don't know, I I don't know. I, I'm gonna watch it at some point, not today, right? Not right now. But when he said that he had a weapon that he could carry legally, what did the officer do, do say though? He he said, so he says, um, I can't remember the officer said it was standard shit, like license registration type shit. I don't think it was that, but it was something standard, and. From what I've heard from people who have CCWs, you are supposed to divulge to the officer that you have one and that you have a firearm in the vehicle. Right. I, I've heard that. So yeah. that's exactly what he said. He said, I uh, he said, I, I can't remember the, the answer to the standard question. And then he immediately went, I just want to say that I'm a licensed carrier or whatever. I have a CCW and I have a firearm in the car. And the guy said, don't reach for it. And then he just went, don't reach for it, don't reach for it, pop, 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 and just, like, was firing into the car, like, looking scared as shit. And the other officer, who's on the other side of the car, was, like, running off, like, backing up and shit, like, what the fuck, like, like, oh, shit, like, he was just firing into the car, like, he looked like, he didn't even fire like a professional. He was firing into the car, like, if you handed a gun to a 12-year-old, and that 12-year-old pulled somebody over, and the driver was like, I'm about to shoot you, nigga. And then, like, the 12-year-old just started firing into the car. That's how the guy looked. Like, he looked, he had no kind of, like, professional decorum. It was like, he was just, like, firing. It was ridiculous, though. He, like, there's no way, like, if you're a guy and you're driving and you say, you do what you're supposed to do by law and say, hey, just let you know, I got a CCW and I have a firearm in the car. Do you really think that he went, like, let me get it right. Like he's like reaching for it. like he popped the trunk, like he popped the dash, the uh, glove box, and like 
Who's like, hey, I got it. Let me show you, nigga. Like, like, yeah, it, it would like, like let me that. go out of my way to show you the gun that I just told you I had, knowing that you kill us like that. For, for simple reasons. And then we got the video that happened afterward from his girl that said that he was just reaching for his license and shit. So, like, he says, yes, I own a firearm. I'm a CCW carrier or whatever. And then reached for his license and caught four shots recklessly from this, like, totally chicken shit fucking quote-unquote police officer. And it, it just looks like a complete amateur shit show. So the idea that just just based on the video that we saw prior, the one of his 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 girl, um, you know, afterward, yeah, it was I'm already sorry. like what the fuck. The one that so you to, posted, right? Right. So to think that the jury saw the dash cam video and still was like, yeah, he's good. He feared for his life, and it was he feared, he had a valid reason to feel for fear for his life. To think that they watched that and felt that way, no. Did you see the video I posted of Trevor Noah talking about it? I didn't. It was so sad. Like it was just sad. Like he was just talk. He he just talked about how crazy it was. Cause like after the shooting, the officer on the other side of the car gets the little girl out. You see the little girl walk out. And he's just like the idea that you can be that threatened and you kill somebody in front of. The, he's like, at what point did you feel threatened? When was it? When the the guy went by the law and said, "I have a, I have a, a CCW." Was it the point when you saw him with his family? Was it the point where you saw him speaking respectfully to you? Like, like, how do you? At what point did you feel threatened? And then he's like, you know, you see this kid get out, and it's like this is a kid that's never gonna, you know, have her dad around. He's like, you know, and, and all this is because of the fact that he was just scared. Off the fact that this guy's just just that he's I, I black, don't how and that's it. He can still get off, and even with you know shooting him being reckless, where there's another, there's a kid in the car, there's another a woman in the car, and you just blasting all these fucking shots and shit. Yeah, it was it was a sight to see, and like it's it's I I just it's I sad know. that somebody could panic like that just off the strength of him just being black, because that's all it was was just him being black. You can and panic you just like that. Freaked out. You can panic like that and still keep your fucking job. Mm-hmm. And you took out a person that was not trying to harm you. Yeah, it was it was rough to watch, and it, it's just been. And then there was another. Like, well, you mentioned it, the video of, of the, him and the daughter and the mom talking. So like, yeah, it's been it it that was really rough to watch. And Trevor Noah's bit about it was really good. Because it, it just really put it in perspective of how sad this entire situation is. Uh, not just his specific situation, but the situation of, like, being black in America. Man, I, police and a lot of other non-black people are do, really going to just continue to see us as ain't shit people who deserve this shit. And with this whole comply and, you know, if it was just... he. Philando Castile was the perfect example of what you supposed to do to not get shot and killed. Exactly. And he got shot and killed. You and they, can't do no more than that and just unless you just don't drive, you don't leave the house, you don't do shit. Because he wasn't acting ignorant, you know, he was, you know, uh by law able to carry a a, a weapon and no support. No NRA, which is one of those, you know, uh, uh, organizations that you would feel that will want to protect people in their amendment to be able to, to carry 
ain't said shit. I think no. Well, they said something to the effect of we need to see more information come out. What else do you need to see? No, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, this is definitely not the greatest country in the world. Not by a long shot. And you know, people that look just like us are subject to being tried, convicted, and fucking shot by cops for simple shit like being put over for a taillight or allegedly selling cigarettes or stealing cigars or or the ors can go on as far as how all of the instances where they've killed us and they get off a lot of them don't even get tried yeah you know, it's just it's just disturbing man it's disappointing and like I say I think I, I just couldn't do it you know I think I will at some point but I just couldn't watch it, dog. I couldn't watch none of them fucking videos, dude. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. And I, I'm another thing Trevor Noah mentioned, too, was the idea of how in the girlfriend's video, he's still shouting in the window, don't move, don't move. She's like, I won't, sir. I won't, sir. He's like, you know, we have to sit there and remember our place, even in that moment of your boyfriend being shot for no reason and she's still sitting there like yes sir no sir like you still are like we have to remember we have to keep calm and stay and know our role at all times even after watching someone get killed right in front of you whereas this guy who's a police officer has free reign to freak out and panic and kill somebody and get away with it and most likely keep their fucking job so he's going to be back out doing the same shit if something else doesn't happen. So he's going to be out killing in the name of, and he's going to have 12 uh, jurors that's going to get him off again, or potentially mm-hmm. it's just angering, dude. I, you know, we spent some, we spent a lot of time talking about, you know, police brutality and death and things like that, you know, past episodes. And I can't, I can't, I can't never say I'm like desensitized by it. I, I'm just so, it's just so stupid, man. You think you'd be desensitized at this point, but it's like, it seems like everyone, everyone that happens is, is new in a, in a more, uh, egregiously offensive way. Like every, it seems like everyone is worse to to the point of like, you would think you'd be desensitized, but it's so new every time in how ridiculous it is that each one is more sad, more depressing, and more defeating it's it's i don't understand how we are now maybe like what i don't know three years out from trayvon maybe Mm -hmm. and it's still it's been happening consistently the whole time but each time it feels new because each time is more ridiculous than the last what was that like the peak of like what this started from like the whole like Black Lives Matter and Trayvon? I believe Trayvon was, was Mike and Mike Gardner. Mike wait. I don't know the dates. I don't know which one happened first. But it was around when Mike Trayvon was first, but like uh was it Mike Mike Gardner? Mike It yeah. was Mike Gardner, right? Gardner, yeah. Yeah. Eric Garner. I think no, Mike no, the one who the one who got shot in, in Ferguson and left in the street. Mike Brown. Mike Brown, yeah. I think he was like the start of like the Black Lives Matter shit, but like th- I think this all kind of started building from Trayvon. But Mike Brown's was the I think was the one where people were just like, you know what, 
enough is enough and enough has not been enough by a long shot it still keeps happening and it gets worse and worse and worse and we're still out here having to defend it to white people we're still out here having to just play our role and take it in stride like who who has to take something like that in stride like you just gotta like deal and move on like that's ridiculous yeah i'm just you know just i'm just kind of over it dog i i guess i still hadn't watched the video and i don't even know if i will yeah i mean you don't it's short you don't really need to it's no it's what it's what i described it's yeah i don't mean that the fact that you know I, i remember seeing a video uh recently about you know like i think it's been like a outbreak of like bad heroin and shit like that so you've seen all these stories of like you know kids i mean parents and od'd in the front seat kids in the car and shit and what's crazy about that is that whenever they show those articles and stuff they always like blur out the parents and shit who's you know but it's like they they could show full ass cinematic video of them killing us and they don't blow out shit yeah. as if we're not at least and, and as if you know they're doing the right thing and we're like some foreign uh, fucking animals or some crazy shit. Right. That's just stupid, dog. I, 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 I may not watch. I, I, I can't. I just feel I feel like shaky talking about it. That shit's just so stupid, dude. And you know we're just we're we're literally literally excuse me, uh, interaction with the cop away of being another fucking story. Right. But um, I don't know, man. I don't have anything else. So unless you got something, we can wrap it up. It's a little shorter than we're accustomed to, but eh, you know, I don't want to force it. So unless nah, you got something, cool. I mean, I don't know. That's nothing I could really uh, um, add after that. It's just disappointing. Um, I did have one, but I don't know. Uh, so, uh, so Derek Carr, which is uh, uh the Raiders quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, signed his extension today. Mm-hmm. 25 a year. God damn. And so now it's a waiting game because so he did his first. So now, you know, Kirk Cousins was assigned his do his contract this year and Stafford's was do his contract this year. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that's going to be a trend of like quarterbacks? Because I don't remember Derek Carr being like $25 million a year worthy. No. <laughs> no. Like, I don't is that like the standard or something because now you figure I mean I know and not just because I'm just you know biased but I I'm, I looked at stats and other shit and on paper Stafford is a better you know much better player what do you what do you give a player after you just you just gave somebody 25 million like you know what, what you, this is this is when like when Mike Conley signed that twenty year twenty million dollar contract oh. and we knew the NBA contract was about to go crazy. <laughs> like that's what this is. <laughs> that is just fucking insane amount of fucking money though, dude. Yeah. Uh, insane. Stafford's gonna get uh an insane amount. Well, if um two thousand eighteen next uh well after this upcoming up um coming season, excuse me. Uh I think, fuck, I think I lost track. I started looking at the TV, lost track. 
after this season. Oh, he was supposed to get franchise. If he's going to get franchised in 2018, the franchise cost would have been 26 million for the season. Mm-mm. I've never heard of a franchise that fucking high franchise tag. Right. I don't know, man. I, and I think uh, Tony made the point. I was chatting with him about it. He was like, you know, it just seems crazy to give that amount of money to a player who hasn't had a playoff win. Yeah. Like fucking insane, but the bar is changing. The bar is changing. Also, a, a, a cool tidbit. So Oakland is moving to Vegas, right? And you know, with Vegas, they don't have state taxes and shit. Okay. So they were saying that Derek Carr could actually backload a lot of his contract money, so when he moved to Vegas, it won't be taxed. Hmm. I just need must just, be nice. I just need a meal, dog. Right. <laughs> Man. I just need one million, dog. Just one million. That's so. nuts. But yeah, I, I think that's all I got, man. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Um, like as always, uh, you can um email us at uh, what up the podcast at Gmail or our Facebook page what up the podcast or our Twitter page what up the podcast or Michael underscore and or Grumpy Otis with a zero. And um, other than that, we catch you next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.